Welcome to the recorded candidate interviews by the League of Women Voters of Portland. All the candidates running for this position in the primary election were invited to participate. We asked the candidates for the same office, the same questions, and included as many of the questions as time allowed. Hello, this is Chris Kobe with the League of Women Voters of Portland. You're watching the Video Voters Guide or listening to our podcast. We're here today to talk with candidates running in the May 17, 2022 primary election. All the candidates running for this position in the primary election were invited by the League to participate. We asked the candidates for the same office, the same questions. The number of questions asked is determined by the length of a candidate's answers. In this process, we are grateful for the support of the Carol and Velma Sailing Foundation, the League of Women Voters of Portland Education Fund, the Weiss Foundation, and our media partner, Metro East Community Media. With me is Vadim Morzerski, candidate for Portland Commissioner, position number three. Welcome, Mr. Morzerski. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're running for this office. Hello, my name is Vadim Mazursky, and I'm asking for your vote for Portland City Commissioner, position number three. I'm a Ukrainian immigrant that found my home here in Portland and fell in love with its vibrancy, unique culture, civic activism, arts, restaurants, incredible music scene, pristine nature trails, and most importantly, the kind people here. Portlanders, like all Americans, deserve certain basic services from our government. We want trash and graffiti to be removed so that our streets and parks are clean. We want our schools to be good enough so that our children have a good education and can prosper in life. We want to feel safe in our neighborhoods as we walk, work, and play there. And if misfortune falls upon us, we want to be able to pick up a phone and get a quick response time. Portlanders, in exchange, work, they perform their civic duties, they pay taxes, and they vote. Portlanders have been doing their part, and our city government unfortunately has not. My priorities include helping our homeless community integrate back into stable housing through proven and practical solutions, to holistically address the rising crime rate, to increase oversight, transparency, and accountability of taxpayer-funded initiatives, to actually meet the climate goals we've set for our city, and to increase direct outreach to neighborhood associations, community organizations, places of worship, and other places where people naturally gather and voice their opinions and their needs. I have spent years working with a broad spectrum of Portlanders to develop practical and effective solutions to their needs. I will bring that same long-term vision, consensus building, and sound judgment to City Hall. Now more than ever, we need to nurture the spirit of activism, entrepreneurship, and artistic imagination that flows through the very fabric of Portland society. Now we'll ensure that our government actually listens to you and is responsive to your needs. Thank you. Please explain your ideas for the revitalization of Portland's downtown. Well, we must accelerate the return to pre-pandemic employment and occupancy levels while also laying the groundwork for the economic success and future of Portland. I will work to stimulate economic growth by convening a panel of leaders in the business, labor, philanthropy, and nonprofit organizations to plan for inclusive gro growth in a post-pandemic world. 
I will work with city council to improve public safety and livability issues. And I will urge in the budget for an opportunity fund for small businesses that can be a driver for growth in Portland and allow for living wage jobs so that people can actually afford to live as well as work in Portland. And I will reinvest in local green economy as a future of good paying jobs and align the city's climate action goals to better meet our needs. And I will focus on the city's beautification by prioritizing garbage and graffiti removal, adding park benches and benches in downtown, planters and other amenities so that people will feel comfortable and want to gather in our spaces downtown to shop, spend money and spend their recreational time there. And I will increase funding to the city's tourism and convention campaigns to welcome back visitors to our beautiful city. You're listening to the Video Voter Guide interview and podcast of Vadim Mazursky, candidate for Portland Commissioner position number three. The city and county collaborate through the Joint Office of Homeless Services to address the needs of unhoused individuals in our community. What measures would you recommend to more effectively meet those needs? Let me first say that Portlanders have shown great compassion by individually helping struggling individuals in their neighborhoods, supporting charity and nonprofit organizations, and paying higher taxes for additional homeless services. Yet we're not seeing the promised results. First, there's no overarching plan between um, the city, the county, metro, and uh, service providers that provide goals, metrics, and accountability measures to make sure that we are successful. Second, we need, uh, we lack transparency and good oversight, and we need to focus funding on programs that work, not programs that do not work. Third, our outreach efforts are failing to connect homeless individuals with uh, housing, drug addiction, mental health services, as homeless individuals are scattered throughout Portland and the outreach is just not reaching them. The results are too evident. We unfortunately have record high deaths and record high overdoses in our homeless community. We have inhumane living conditions and a detriment impact to the neighborhoods in which they live. To balance the needs of the homeless as well as their housed neighbors, we need to have a unified regional plan that prioritizes programs that provide stability. And that's very important, stability for individuals so they can get services that they need. I will ensure that we have designated temporary shelter spaces where people can congregate, where they can find not only hot food, hot, a warm bed, a warm shower, but also where they can get those services for drug addiction, mental health, and housing that is lacking too much right now. Thank you. Last question. What steps would you take to increase the public's trust and confidence in the Portland Police Bureau? So I've been a member of both the Public Safety Action Coalition, which is a, a group that works with people in central Portland, with businesses, with neighborhood associations to address public safety needs and livability needs. But also I've been a member of the city's citizen review committee that hears complaints against the police bureau uh, with the Portland Committee on Community Engaged Policing and the police budget advisory committee. I understand directly the needs to the need to rebuild Portland's uh, trust in the police bureau and how to effectively do that. First, we need adequate community oversight of the police. 
In November 2020, Portlanders overwhelmingly passed the city charter amendment establishing a new police oversight board. But now 16 months later, that police oversight board is still years away from being uh, uh, initiated. We need to hear those 82% of Portland voters that wanted uh, this board to be up and running, and we need to ensure that it's staffed with uh, relevant people with expertise as quickly as possible. Also, we need to fund body-worn cameras so that we have accountability. Second, the viewers need additional near-term funding and staffing levels to meet public safety needs so that people, when they call 911, can get a quick response to their needs. We need to implement President Obama's fourth pillar of 21st century policing, which is community policing, by working with neighborhood residents to co-produce public safety. Third, we need to recruit the best and brightest officers uh, and train them to serve and protect in the real sense of those words. We must invest in local training based on national best practices leading to fair and impartial policing. And fourth, we need to increase the transparency of data, policies, and procedures so we understand what, what officers are doing, where they're working, which neighborhoods they're impacting, and which groups of individuals they're impacting to make sure everyone is treated equally. I'm sure that if we enact those four different initiatives, we can rebuild that trust in the Portland police and the, between the community and the police. And I have the experience to ensure that that does occur. Thank you, Mr. Mazursky. This concludes our video voters guide and podcast interview of Vadim Modersky, candidate for Portland Commissioner position number three. Election day is Tuesday, May 17. Thank you for informing yourself about the candidates and for exercising your right to vote. For more information on the primary election and this race, visit our websites, vote411.org and lwvpdx.org. Thank you for your interest. This interview was produced by the League of Women Voters of Portland Education Fund and Metro East Community Media. Funding was provided by the Carolyn Velma Sailing Foundation, the Weiss Foundation, Vernier Software and Technology, and the Sarah Fruing Memorial Fund. For more information on the primary election and this race, visit our websites, vote411.org and lwvpdx.org. Thank you for listening and for voting. Copyright 2022 by the League of Women Voters of Portland Education Fund. Licensed by Creative Commons.